USC's offensive line room grew by six feet, six inches, 320 pounds. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Hulkin, and thank you for making Locked on USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching on YouTube or wherever you'd like to download your podcast, we are free, and I so appreciate your support. If you want to show your appreciation, hit that free subscribe button on YouTube if you're watching. It means a whole lot to the show. And if you like the episode, don't forget that thumbs up. And because Locked on USC comes at you five times a week, don't forget that bell notification button. That way you don't miss an episode. And to all of you who have already become subscribers, over 3,000 of you, I thank you so very, very, very much. I wish I could say it 3,000 times. All right, so USC's football team is growing through, going through one of their uh, growth spurts. The offensive line is now 6 foot, 6 inches taller, 320 pounds, and uh, it's a good thing because a couple days ago, it lost a couple of players. Well, it lost an existing player and one that they were anticipating, who was a very big player. Uh, but they found one. Welcome to the Trojan family, Emmanuel Pregnon. He's the newest addition to the Trojans. He's going to be playing, well, he played right guard at Wyoming. He's an interior lineman. Uh, Again, I think he looks like a tackle, but we know where he's going to be playing at USC, at least as of right now. Uh, I've talked about him for a couple of shows. He uh, he literally, he, he jumped on the offer as, as quickly as he could. So whether or not, because you know that USC brought in uh, uh, Cameron Johnson, the other big interior offensive lineman from the University of Houston, well... I'm going to assume whoever jumped on the offer first um, was going to have a have a roster spot held for them. So I don't I don't know whether or not that's actually shut the door on Johnson. However, I know uh, USC is in a much better spot than they were without Pregnant. So uh, we're going to find out soon enough. Um, One source who's pretty well connected to the team. Uh, said that Johnson's probably unlikely at this moment now. So, again, my assumption, whoever jumped on that offer first, whoever got on the Lincoln-Riley Express uh, left the other man as the odd man out. Again, we'll see, though. For all we know, Johnson, after his visit, even though he said all the right things, uh, he just might feel more comfortable hanging out, being coached up by his former offensive line coach who went over to the University of Missouri, and that's the other program that was competing with USC for his services. So I guess we'll see soon enough. And as of right now, no feedback with the uh, Matthew Wyckoff uh, scenario either. You know, he's the uh, the offensive lineman from Texas A&M who jumped into the transfer portal that Josh Henson would be very familiar with. He recruited him. Uh, But... Again, I'm not sure interior offensive line is where USC needs to be looking. If they're going to take another offensive lineman, 
I really strongly believe it should be a tackle. Again, just for depth purposes. And if you can find a, a huge impact guy, great. I just don't know if there's one there. Uh, so what do we know about this young man, Emmanuel Pregnant? Well, for one, he still has three years of eligibility left. And uh, I, you know, I spoke to someone close to the Auburn football program just to kind of let you know how, uh, how many programs wanted this guy. He was on their must-get guy list uh, from the transfer portal. I mean, they, they wanted him. He was considered... You know, they considered him, and I, I think on three considered him the the top O-line guy in the transfer portal. In fact, the top prospect in the portal before Bell, Bear Alexander jumped in a week later. So, USC is, uh, what I guess, two for two now, taking the top prospects. At least the top two. They got Bear Alexander a week later. They get Emmanuel Pregnant for both sides of the ball. That's where USC needed their help. Uh, US, on three had a story a couple weeks ago, and one SEC uh, personnel official said, and he's talking about uh, Emmanuel, quote, when you, look at, when you look for an NFL caliber type of player, this is that, referring to Emmanuel. I feel like he's got all the traits. He still has to become refined, and still needs to develop a little bit more technique and learn to play through his hips. But I feel like this guy has a lot, this guy has a chance to start at guard, not just for us, but at a lot of schools. And everyone's looking at O-linemen, end quote. And then there was an, an, an SEC offensive line coach uh, who said, he's big, he's powerful, he moves well, and he has multiple years of eligibility remaining. That's what everybody's looking for. I know his, he's a weight room guy. He's, he's just, he's yoked up. Uh, not really any fat, if I'm not mistaken. You can tell he's got a high ceiling, a huge ceiling, end quote. So now that we've got the, uh, we've got his size and potential out of the way, pardon me, um, he played right guard exclusively at Wyoming last year, over 600 snaps. When I looked at his film, I thought he played, uh, he looked technically pretty sound. Again, still has multiple years to play, so he's still learning. Uh, really solid with his feet. Great first step in pass protection. And, you know, even though he's got some really nice long arms, uh, he also, he, he's, I like to refer to, he's got a lot of junk in his trunk. Um, and it makes him hard to move from his spot. So he's also very athletic. And I guess when you look at him, he's got kind of like an Andrew Voorhees body. Nice clone. 6'6", you know, Voorhees, what, 6'7", over 300 pounds. Um, big, thick, lower torso, but big upper body long. That's what Emmanuel looks like. So if you're looking for that mean, nasty, violent, you know, type that plays a line, then you're going to love this guy. I mean, his, his film is impressive, especially when you watch him engage with a defender. Uh, he, he's usually the guy on the winning end. So what's your starting line starting to look like now? 
on yesterday's episode of Locked on USC, I said, before anybody joined, um, so before Emmanuel, here was my starting five, my starting five. <laughs> left tackle, I had Mason Murphy, Jarrett Kingston at left guard, Justin Dietrich at center, Jonah Monheim right guard, and I had Michael Tarquin at right tackle. So here's my starting five with Pregnon on the roster. I'm going to put Tarquin back at left tackle. I'm going to move Kingston to left guard, Dietrich to center, slot, slide Emmanuel right in at right guard, and we're going to slide, keep Jonah out there at right tackle. Now, uh, again, Emmanuel sounds so far from everything we've heard, read, uh, like he's going to fit USC's locker room culture perfectly. He likes to use the weight room, um, and he's a he loves to learn the game. He's very coachable. And again, he's filling a huge need. And I think Josh Henson has another guy that he's going to uh, help develop. And it, Emmanuel automatically helps with the offensive line room's depth. So huge addition, tremendous, not just size. I mean, what he brings is uh, versatility. With uh, Tarquin and Kingston, those guys, uh, like I said, Tarquin played right tackle at Florida. He's been playing at left tackle all spring. Kingston played left tackle at Washington State. He's been playing right guard and a little bit of left guard during the spring. Now we got that versatility back. You got a solid right guard. Now you can put Kingston over there at left guard. That's where Henson said he's got a guard body. And if Tarquin is more comfortable at right tackle, Put him there. And if you put Tarquin at right tackle, what do you do with Jonah? I'm just throwing it out there. Maybe he becomes this year's starting left tackle. If that happens, you heard it here first. Just saying. Real quick note before we move on. Uh, USC's defensive lineman Earl Barquette Jr., Barquette Jr., he entered the transfer portal on Wednesday, six foot two, 275 pounds. Uh, USC brought him in last year through the transfer portal out from TCU. He got into the games against Fresno, uh, Oregon State, Arizona State, and Colorado. No stats. Uh, and he still has a couple of years of eligibility, so we hope that he finds a good landing spot and has a solid finish to his career. But on that note, you know, USC, they brought in a couple of players. Alexander. So Kobe Pepe, he's still in the transfer portal, um, but he was at, he participated all the way through spring camp. So what's going to happen with him? And then Colin Mobley, he entered the portal and, but took his name out. And here's my question. He wears number 90. Bear Alexander was wearing number 90 in his USC photo shoot. So where's that going? I'm sure it's going to be Colin changing jersey numbers. Just saying. We'll see what it costs uh, Bear Alexander. <clears throat> so, hey, maybe Colin Moly wants a built bar. Are you looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all that sugar and calories? Then you need to be trying these best tasting protein bar ever from Built. You gotta try this. And if you're like me, you want to try and make things that you're putting your body a little bit healthier, but you don't want to sacrifice your 
compromise on taste. That's me. I'm a fickle eater. I really am. Then I've got just the thing for you. Built Bars and Built Puffs. Seriously, they're really good. They're amazing. You won't even know they're good for you. And what makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, I'm a huge chocolate fan. And these things are covered in 100% real dark chocolate. So that's, that's a plus. And they come in really cool flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, cookies and cream, yum. And I'm not sure how Built does it. But these bars taste like a candy bar. And they do it by while maintaining their amazing macros. And what's even better is that you're only going to get 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, but you're going to get a whopping 17 grams of protein. So now you don't need to wait and get a box. You don't have to order them online. You can go to Sam's Club. You can go to Walmart. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of their cookies and cream, their double chocolate bar, or their coconut puff. And if you're close to Sam's Club, run in, grab a 13-bar box. They have their hit flavors, brownie batter puff and churro puff. Tell me how you like it, then you can thank me later. So on tomorrow's Locked On show, we're going to finish with the offense. And I'm going to have another topic, but I'm also going to have my Friday rant. So make sure uh, you check out it. <clears throat> now, I doubt that there's a wide receiver on this Trojan squad in 2023 that would say, just give me the damn ball. Okay. If you're a USC Trojan fan, you know who I'm talking about. Keyshawn Johnson. Number one overall draft pick, wide receiver from USC to the New York Jets. A really bad Jets, really bad Jets team that drafted him. So, um, although there are a few who need to see the ball as often as possible as Keyshawn uh, saw the ball, there's no one on the roster who's going to be doing that. It's a, <clears throat> it's a different type of uh, locker room than, uh, than Keyshawn. Let's just put it that way. But if USC gets the Cotton Bowl version of Brendan Rice, they're getting a future Hall of Fame player. Period. Kind of like his dad, who played at Mississippi Valley State. You might have heard of, heard of him. His name is Jerry Rice. Anyways, Brendan looked really good in the Cotton Bowl. He looked like his dad, who played for the 49ers. And if... Brennan carries that over into 2023. Um, Rice is going to be that wide receiver with that's going to uh, maybe be USC's next Blitnikoff award winner. We'll find out. Anyways, uh, Brendan does have that outgoing personality like a Keyshawn, but again, he, he's just not as in your face as Keyshawn. And I, I'm not even going to put him out there as a it wouldn't be fair to compare him to Keyshawn. Two different types of receivers. Keyshawn was like 6'5". I, I think Brendan's around 6'2". Um, so, Brendan Rice, big target number one. Who could possibly be big target number two? Right now, I think it's going to be Dorian Singer. 
he came over from Arizona in the transfer portal this offseason. He was the Wildcats' best wide receiver, and he was also a Pac-12 all-conference selection, first team. And while he had an outstanding year at Arizona, the former walk-on, uh, he he had, I guess we'll call it a mixed bag of results for USC spring game. He First he had a touchdown, then he didn't. Uh, Lincoln Riley went back and looked at the replay and he went awarding the interception to Jacoby Covington. They were wrestling for the ball at the end there in the end zone. And, but Jacoby, excuse me, um, Dorian also had a chance to make one of his famous one-handed catches like the ones he had against USC last year although he came up short against a really good defense at the time. So I think Dorian's going to be just fine. I'm just pointing out that USC has two really solid, good receivers going. That that would be, I think, right now, your uh, two of your starters. Both play on the outside. You got Kyron Hudson. Uh, he's another, I guess you'd call him a big receiver. He's about 6'2". Uh, and Riley said he's had a really solid spring camp. He's also one of the more mature players on the roster. Solid wide receiver. Good hands. Very physical. Uh, Michael Jackson the third, Mike Jack. Uh, he's another, he, again, no out, real outgoing, in-your-face type of personality. Very unassuming. Uh, but he makes plays when he gets a chance, and he's really fast. He'll run right by you. And then, so that's who I would, I guess, categorize as your big receivers. I was using finger quotes. And then later on, in about a month or so, Deuce Robinson and Jacoby Lane are going to be arriving. Those are big wide receivers. And so whether they're playing the X or the, uh, or the, or the Z, what is that, um, you know, the outside receiver positions, We'll find out. And then you got USC has their fast, twitchy guys, the slot guys, like Mario Williams and Taj Washington, Zachariah Branch, Rayleigh Brown. Look, there is a, a, a lot of options to throw to, to throw at, I guess is the best way to put it. Caleb Williams, Miller Moss, um, whomever's playing quarterback this year, if Malachi Nelson gets a chance to play, Jake Jensen gets a chance to play. Um, they got a lot to choose from. We got to see Caleb Williams make two throws in the spring game. The first one to Brendan Rice that went for about 45 yards. And the second one for the touchdown to Mario Williams. That was about a 10-yard, 12-yard, whatever the throw was, in the red zone. When... Uh, when the other quarterbacks were in the spring game, everything was still very vanilla. So it's it's not like you were seeing a whole bunch of stuff to to, to grade as far as the, the route running. But you saw everyone. You, you, you kind of saw what they were capable of doing. So if we're talking about wide receiver groups, I, I think you would... USC has a really strong argument they could puff their chest out there just as just as far out as Ohio State, just as far out as Alabama. Um, I know LSU on occasion 
puts out some pretty good wide receivers. But I think overall, top three, in no particular order, on any given year, you're going to have USC, Ohio State, Alabama. Georgia's been get, jumping into that fray of late. But uh, again, you know, if you want a, a solid wide receiver, the NFL knows where to look. So we're going to see um, who has the best wide receiver group at the end of the year. Here's, a, here's some questions for you for this year's wide receiver group. How many guys are going to be in the 50-catch club? Three, four? I guess it all depends on who's healthy. Who, okay, who's going to be USC's leading wide receiver? You don't really have a Jordan Addison type, you know, a former Bolitnikoff award winner who I guess kind of demands attention, demands the ball because he's that good. Is it going to be Brennan Rice? Again, he was the guy in, in the Cotton Bowl. That's who uh, Caleb was going to, and Brendan was producing. So, again, who should be demanding the ball? We're going to find out. Caleb Williams, the quarterbacks, they got a lot of wide receivers to choose from. And, again, if Deuce Robinson is that guy who separates all those wide receivers at USC, who's the biggest guy as of right now who Caleb's been throwing to, 6'2", 6'3", Deuce Robinson, Jacoby, those guys are 6'5", and above. That makes a difference. Speaking of, let's, uh, let's move on. Making a difference in 2024. How's USC's uh, defensive recruiting looking? We'll talk about it here, this last segment before we get out of here. USC, uh, they made the list for yet another elite prospect for the class of 2024. His name is Jordan Ross. Out of Birmingham, Alabama, USC made his top eight. Rush in. And that list is made up of USC, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, Texas, Tennessee, Oregon, and LSU. As far as unofficial visits go, Ross has visited all eight schools on his list except for USC, according to the On3 Visit Center. Now, if USC is making his top eight list, he'll be out at USC soon enough. But uh, this edge, when you're a top 50 guy and you're in that same list of Georgia, Alabama, Texas, Tennessee, LSU, big hitters, this he's doing. They're, they're getting back in the game. Uh, oh, here's a little note. Tennessee Volunteers defensive lineman Amari McNeil has entered the transfer portal. And McNeil, he's another guy who has multiple years of eligibility remaining. And he redshirted as a true freshman in 2021, and he appeared in, uh, I think he appeared in a game, and then he played in six games last year for Tennessee. Had a couple tackles. He's six foot four, 285 pounds. And I'm hearing that there could be some interest on USC's end. I'll keep you updated as that comes down the pipe. 
if you follow U.S. recruiting, you know it's it's really hard to imagine that USC didn't really heavily pursue any 2023 prospects from modern day high school in California. That is a pipeline feeder school for USC. But you know, recruiting kind of goes in cycles, even for even for big time programs like modern day. And in 2023, USC, there just wasn't anybody there that they saw as an impact guy. In 2024, USC has already offered seven guys. Among them, quarterback Elijah Brown, uh, offensive lineman, Andre, excuse me, Brandon Baker and DeAndre Carter, uh, wide receiver, Jack Ressler, quarterback, cornerback, Zabian Brown, and safety, Jelani Davis as well as defensive lineman Aiden Braylon. Big time, top 50 guy in the country. Braylon, um, he hasn't released his his date yet when he's going to give out his top 10 school, his top 10 list of schools. However, uh, we are SC's Scott Schrader asked Aiden on Tuesday when Modern Day opened up their first day of spring camp if USC would be among his top 10 schools. Quote, most definitely, it's the hometown school, and you've got to keep them under consideration. They show nothing but love, and I love what Lincoln Riley's doing with that program. I still need to take everything in and see everything and see everyone who that's recruiting me, but the top 10 will be coming soon. Uh, he did have a quick comment on Coach Sean Nua. Me and Coach Nua have built a really strong, really strong bond. And it's real tight. I talk to Lincoln Riley pretty often and also to Coach Gavin Morris, end quote. Um, this is a guy that USC must get. When Southern California produces these types of players and they don't produce these types of athletic, big-time defensive lineman guys, you got to keep them home. Now, there's a lot of recruiting information starting to drop over there from Scott at WeRC.com. I'm encouraging you, take advantage of the subscription special we got going for you right now, $29.99. Get you through the end of August. Look, I can drop off some nuggets here and there, but if you want the full scoop, head on over there. And again, I only got 30 minutes to give you all the notes, news and notes in 30 minutes or less. And I got to squeeze it all in. So, with that, um, where else are we at? Oh! Here's the last thing for you on this episode. USC has a few what we call super donors. Brian Kennedy is one of them. He owns Regency Outdoor Advertising. Those are billboards, those things you see as you're driving along the highway. Well, he's not particularly close to Reggie Bush. Um, but, however, he is um, taking up Reggie Bush's cause. And he's committing 15 of his billboards for a month. Uh, and there's a message on there. It says, hey, NCAA, give Reggie his Heisman back. Enough is enough. That's what Brian Kennedy has to say. I've been saying that for a while now. Enough is enough. What this really is, and I'm telling you right now, USC can't admit to this. This is that this is that grassroots stuff, that groundswell. They're built, the campaign is building. 
They want Reggie's Heisman back inside Heritage Hall this year. And I know nothing. I haven't heard anything. We have heard in the past that Mike Bone said they're working to make it happen. This is one of those things behind the scenes that's making it start to happen. I don't... Brian Kennedy doesn't need anybody's... Um, he doesn't mean he doesn't need to be given the green light from anybody at USC to do this. He owns the billboards. He can do whatever he wants. So, if USC didn't officially give him his, their blessing, I'm sure they gave him a wink, like and a thumbs up. And if you like this episode, give it a thumbs up, because I think everybody out there wants to give the NCA a different appendage on their hand, like a middle finger, the one finger salute at USC. What do we do? Until then, you know what to do, guys. US, I'm going to be back with another episode, Locked on USC. I'm going to finish off the offense, get with the tight ends, throw in the special teams, and I always end with a rant. So, until then, everyone, you know what to do.